In a high school where kids have easy access to alcohol, cigars, dynamite, and ancient alien technology, science teacher Bob Roberts will teach his students to stand up to the man through science. This is bigger than all of us. I mean, it's, uh, this is, uh, and this is bigger, bigger than any of us. This is bigger than the planet. It's even bigger than the solar system. Wait a second, Bob. Is this like when you told us we could smoke banana peels? Hundreds of movies are released every year. Some are good. Some are great. And many of them are really, really bad. We seek out those rare gems that are so exceptionally bad, they're actually good. At least when you watch them with friends. Sit back and laugh with us as we sift through the garbage. We'll share our completely unqualified reviews of some of the worst films of our lifetimes as we search for those few that are exceptionally bad. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, welcome to Exceptionally Bad, the podcast. Uh, this is our second season. We're... Excited to be here. We've just watched a great movie, or is it? Uh, more, <laughs> Yet more to be determined. To uh, I'm Bracken. I'm Nate. I'm Ben. I'm Brant. And I'm Danny. Do you guys have any funny science? I don't have anything funny, ideas? but I did or crazy experiences as a kid. I well, didn't I, ever have My to do dad's that. a scientist. I did so many science projects. Oh. And my kids had to do them as well. My kids love doing them from elementary elementary school. Like I didn't, I never had to do that. I dissected a frog in biology. That's all I remember. Yeah. The fun thing for me with the science fair, like at the elementary school, though, is like you get kids that just do all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, um, and then my son, <laughs> one year, he wanted to do it, and it was like super last minute. So we timed like how long it took different cereals to get soggy in milk. Oh yeah, it's like probably the easiest. Science for project, right. and he got like the honorable mention. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. I had the, the opposite experience. I thought it would do something with electricity, and I put it off way too late. Oh. And my idea was like, let's hold magnets in front of electrical outlets. <laughs> oh wow! It didn't do anything. <laughs> that explains a lot. I was also grounded from TV, so then I was like, how about we come up with a science project where we see the ratio of commercials to TV content. Oh. On different channels and different oh, kinds wow. of things. It really was just an excuse to watch TV. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Had nothing to, like, I didn't care about the ads. Right. <laughs> and it turns out that it's all exactly the same channel by channel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At almost exactly the same time. Yep. Uh, so my dad's a, a scientist, so growing up, I only did legitimate science fair projects. He right. was like, you are not making a volcano, you know. Um <laughs> And so he helped me with some awesome actual science. Uh, my very first science fair was um, like we measured the amount of bacteria in our mouths before and after mouthwash okay. to see what the difference was. And so we swabbed everybody in my family, swabbed our mouths, put it in Petri dishes and then grew it and then counted the number of cultures and stuff and stuff. I went, you know, I did Man. well on that one. Uh, so yes. my daughter 
watches TikToks and YouTubes uh-huh. and all these other things, which obviously they have much higher production values than I do. So she'll see these things where she's like, oh, I want... <laughs> so the last one, she combined a bunch of things. She's like, I want a volcano, mm-hmm. but I want it to be powered by a water pump that is electrically powered by potatoes. <laughs> oh my god! So I was like... Hold on, I don't even know the science behind that. So I crafted this huge thing, right? So I've got micro water pumps. Yep. I've got, like, I was like, we'll put some vinegar in that, right? And then we'll have that. We'll plug in the potato. That'll pump the vinegar into the thing <laughs> and fire the volcano. I was like, I don't know what scientific yeah. property you're trying to demonstrate here, but it's cool as hell. Yeah. <clears throat> I put it all together, and, like, the motor just goes, and I was like, I guess we probably should take the first step to see how much power these potatoes drive. So I like click it and it's like 0.00004 volts. And I was like, okay, let's see what this motor does. Ah, oh, that runs on 12.5 volts. I think we're a little off. So we I was need like, 150 we're gonna, potatoes. We're going to have to take us out to the field. So I just kept cutting potatoes in half. And I was like, keep plugging them in. And I'm like, change them all together. And it's like, Point zero 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 seven volts, and I was like, okay, uh, I'm just gonna plug a twelve volt battery, a nine volt battery, and so then it's like, like right. shooting the stuff out the top. I don't even, I don't even know what grade she got, but I was like, That's I don't awesome. see how this is your project. This feels a lot like my yeah. science project. That's always the way it, it is. It sounds like, like you were the waiter, and she took, you know, you took the order from. Seriously, no, <laughs> she was just like is. combining stuff. She yeah. was like, yeah. volcanoes. <laughs> potatoes electricity and if there's some way that we could get like electromagnetism in there that'd be great <laughs> one, one time my daughter did um what has more chocolate in it a regular m&m yeah. or a peanut m&m and we're like oh that's a fun one and so we have a kitchen scale mm-hmm. and i even go, like took her to the office where they have like a male scale mm-hmm. but none of it was sensitive enough oh wow. right so i was like like we're not going over to the university and renting out the lab right. to, to weigh 10 right. M&Ms. Like, we're just going to go with the data we have. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it ended up working because it's like fourth grade they're in it. Fourth yeah. Fourth grade. But uh, I was like, look, you just have to put out your methodology. Put like your, yep. how, like how you figured it. Because they're going to understand that we weren't going to go to like over to Stanford. Right. <laughs> to get the. Right. And be like, look, we need your super, super sensitive scales because we need to know how much chocolate is in this M&M. What is the mole value of right. that? Right. Yeah. Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing there's a lot of food-based initiatives. Yeah. In your home. Well, I'm a fat guy. So. <laughs> I think I'm probably fatter. And <laughs> mine are all potatoes and electromagnetism and volcanoes. Oh well, okay, fine. One of my kids, uh, my dad built. My dad's an engineer. He built this uh, water water bottle rocket launcher. I'm, oh, sure, yeah. you, I'm sure you yeah. guys have all been over yeah. when we've done it in the summer. Right. So my son, we bought an altimeter, and we cool. and, and he did different levels of filling up the bottle and like what was the optimal amount of fuel versus air. There you go. Okay. And unfortunately, ended up doing like in February. So oh. he and my wife were out freezing because, oh. as you guys use that launcher, like you just get sprayed with yeah. the water. And yeah. so, hold on, we're in California, freezing. Just yeah. so everyone knows, it means it was like sixty-three degrees. <laughs> so they went to the mountaintop. <laughs> Their toes got cold in the flip-flops they were wearing. <laughs> my kids did a, a fingerprint. Like we all took clear glass clear glasses with water and everybody would pick it up and take a drink and they had a number taped underneath uh so 
nobody knew whose was which. And then we actually dusted with fingerprints with graphite and pulled them off on tape and put it down, took pictures of it. And then they like found all the little uh, features and then fingerprinted everyone and compared them and was, were able to figure out whose drink was which. And it was so successful. My first daughter did that. It was so successful that my, uh, third daughter also did the same yeah. thing a few years later <laughs> you know and they they consult with the police now yeah that's right they they work for the police so my daughter would have taken that one step further oh yeah and said added electromagnetic <laughs> electromagnetic she would use a potato also, to take it i'm now going to use this to break into your phone that's right <laughs> that's awesome can, can you steal you. someone's <laughs> fingerprint so smart it's so scary <laughs> I love you. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd watch out when you have to do retinal scans. Yeah. <laughs> I just wake up one morning. I'm like, why is my left eye so sore? <laughs> Don't worry about it, Dad. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right. We really appreciate you, you listeners and all your feedback. And, and tonight's movie that we have watched uh, was a listener's uh, recommendation. And I want to do a shout out to Mike. Thanks, who, Mike. Thank you for the suggestion. He gave us two suggestions and we had actually already watched the other one over the top, uh, as you know. And uh, we, we looked at uh, we had never heard of this movie that we watched. Uh, it's called My Science Project from 1985. And uh, I did not know anything about it. Yeah. It was really a mystery. I have never heard of this movie, and yeah. it surprises me. <laughs> yeah. When Mike, re- it's Mike, right? Yeah. Mike. Sorry, Mike. Yeah. yeah, when Mike recommended it, I looked at the trailer, and that's the first I'd ever heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I watched the trailer, and I said, oh, this is going to be great for the Yeah. We, we watched the trailer together, and we were like, this, this is, this is going to fit the bill. Right up so, our alley. Yeah, exactly. So we really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so uh, who would like to give us just a brief, brief synopsis of the storyline? I can do it. Okay. So uh, some high school kids need to do a science fair project to graduate from high school. And uh, the problem is he's only good at fixing cars and other machines. So he takes, he goes on a first date with a girl to a old military graveyard uh not graveyard but uh what do you call it like, like a, a junkyard junkyard yeah. yeah so like a airplane graveyard a junkyard and finds a a device strange device that he takes home and plugs electricity into it and lots of sparks fly and time changes like they seem to jump through time so they show it to their cool science teacher who thinks it's the coolest thing ever and adds more power to it. Uh, and then they basically accidentally open a rift in space-time, which is bringing stuff from the future and from the past into the current time, and the whole world's going to just blow up if they don't turn it off. And so they have to fight their way through the school through all kinds of different time periods until they get to the device to turn it off. And uh, that's the movie. Very good synopsis. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts? <laughs> what were your initial thoughts? So, or... let, let's talk about this. It came out in 1985. Uh, it 
it was one of a number of films that, I mean, it was similar to a lot of movies that were very successful in that time period. And it's not like they ripped them off because it Mm -hmm. came out at the same time as Mm -hmm. them, right? right? Yeah. What are some of the other movies that came out? Uh, Well, Back to the Future in 1985 came out July 3rd. Right. Uh, And then Weird Science came out August 2nd. So just like four weeks later. Yeah. And then Real Genius comes out another week later, August, or like five days later, August 7th. Uh And then this movie comes out. So that came out on Wednesday, August 7th. This movie, My Science Project, comes out August 9th. uh, So just two days later, that Friday, uh, in 1985. So yeah, Weird Science came out one week before this one. Weird Science came out, and then a week later, My Science Project comes out, right? And in between, Real Genius. Right. Yeah. So, so here's a question. Like, I, we all have our opinions of this movie. Yeah. Do you think this movie would have done better or is more well received had not it been all chasing one yeah. all of those, but then specifically weird science? Yeah. I I personally think it would have it would be a movie that I would at least recognize today. Right. Right. Um, I'll talk about whether I like it or not later, but I I feel like it was good enough that it would be one that we would remember at least for remember coming out for the 80s well. right yeah. Yeah. if it wasn't in the if it wasn't mixed with all it of wasn't those lost in all the noise of right. the other right ones. yeah it it definitely was hurt by that i think yeah. i you know the the movie poster i just showed all of you after we watched it mm-hmm. what the movie poster looked like and the tagline from this movie was the funniest sci-fi movie <laughs> of the summer <laughs> And when I showed that to all of you, what was your reaction? Did you feel like this was the funniest sci-fi movie? Was this a comedy? I mean, we did uh, laugh. There right. were points. a couple funny parts. Yeah. There were some funny jokes in the, in the I movie. I would not call this a comedy. So I would say there's one funny guy or whatever. There's one guy who's doing the humor and that's a, yeah, I would not call it a comedy movie. His humor is not very funny. No, it's it. not. No. But it's like. Well, yeah. were we thinking of the same person? I don't know. Yeah, Ellie. <laughs> Right, because the person that oh no, there's I think we're thinking of different ones, so maybe it is because the person I think was the meant to be the funny person, um, is is played by Dennis Hopper. Are you thinking of somebody else? (laughs) I'm thinking of Latoya or whatever his name is. Vince Latello. (laughs) Latello. Okay, uh, all thinking of different people. (laughs) Right, we're all thinking of different people. Who's the funny guy? I I, I was thinking Fisher Stevens was the funny guy. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was was not intended to be. He was funny guy. But yeah, there's also the nerd. uh, That's Sherman, who's played by uh, Raphael Sabarge. Yeah, and uh, because he's playing a nerd and. And nerds are funny. Yeah. And it was right. totally a 1980s nerd, Revenge of the Nerds nerd. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, the movie starts out in 1957, yeah. and then it jumps to 1985, and he's one of the first thing kids you see, uh-huh. him, and he looks like he's from the 50s. He's got right. like the same glasses, kind of the plaid yeah. uh, shirt. You, shirt. Yeah. Yeah. That you, yeah. Would, you would think the kids at the high school in Back to the Future when Marty goes back in time. It, right. It exactly. felt like he came from... Yep. Um, Whatever town that is, I can't remember now. And then they pan up to Latella, Latello, or Vince. <laughs> I can't ever remember his name, Latello. Vince Latello. He looks like he's straight out of Greece. Uh, yeah. He's got greased hair and he's wearing, it looks like a bowling shirt, but I think it's got like a, a cigar. Yeah, all the he's time. got a cigar in high school. <laughs> yeah, it's a, like something auto body shop on the back. Right. It was like his, bowl, his league bowling shirt. Yeah. Can we talk about Bob Roberts, though? Who. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> wasted. It was, it was made. <laughs> like, he... Wait, wait. Are you talking literally? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what? Yes and no. He was so wasted. I loved him so much. And in the movie, he was completely wasted. Because they do away with him too soon. Yeah. Like, I love this guy. Like, I wanted, I wanted wait, wait, wait. a super so he was, high... He was wasted because he wasn't used in the film. Or he was he wasted, like... Intoxicated. Yes. Yes. The answer is yes. So and we're talking about Dennis Hopper. Dennis right. Hopper. Yeah. So I was when we were talking about all the movies that came out, Back to the Future, right. Real Genius, Weird Science. I was like, this movie had something that none of those had, and that's Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yes. Yes. True. So my understanding is that he had just gotten out of rehab. Yeah. Before he filmed this movie. And so. then there's this. <laughs> that just cracks me up because they don't even. I mean, he's talking to the main character and while he's talking to the guy he's pulling out the nitrous <laughs> tank right. with a tube on it and huffing right in front Take of the students well, well it's acting <laughs> was it though <laughs> wait, wait he just got out of rehab and did yes in real life he just got out of rehab and so he played it a... yeah maybe that's why they made his name Bob Roberts so he could remember <laughs> it I don't know <laughs> He he was the teacher, the science teacher, yep. and is he the only teacher we see in this whole show? He is. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we even see the principal. I nope. think it's yeah. I think he's no. the only authority figure at the school that you. Yeah. I think you're and right. The yeah. only authority figure, and and he. School <laughs> authority. That's figure. right. Yeah. And he uh, is very much against the police. And he hates the cops. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is a sidebar. We'll get to this, but this movie effing hates cops. <laughs> It's so true. Oh, man. Hashtag thin bloom line. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to... The movie does a good job of establishing his personality or his character right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think someone should ex- should explain he, that scene like really quick. The, so, he's, it, so we have the yeah. intro in 1957 where... Um, it was Ike. Uh, yeah, Eisenhower. President Eisenhower... Yeah comes onto this airbase because they found like a UFO or something. Yep. And that's where you see this device. device mm-hmm. um, which I guess It's we'll called just... the Gizmo, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and I swear there was a poster of Gizmo right. in, in the Fallout shelter. But like... Um, and we can talk about what that looks like and stuff later. But then it cuts from that to 1985 at high school and it's Dennis Hopper talking to his class of students. So it's the film it's filming from behind him sitting at the little table and it's like stadium seating mm-hmm. and he randomly calls on kids like what's your science fair project and they i can't remember what they say it probably makes sense but i'm like did they just put together a bunch of words right like sciencey sounding words well he asks the two nerds first <laughs> yeah right. the two yeah. nerds and then he sees mike uh the main character up in the back who's sneaking sneaking in, in and so then he asks him and he's like oh i'm working on it you know and yeah that's but funny. then someone's like, Mr. Roberts. And he's like, whoa, whoa, you call me Bob. And only yeah. the pigs call me Mr. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because at the beginning, I think it's going to be like a Dangerous Minds kind of scenario. Because he's a little hard-nosed at the beginning, yeah, right. right? He makes a very quick turn yeah. to huffing off of whatever. Well, I'm assuming it's nitrous, yeah. right? But like, he's straight up huffing. He has his little shag wagon yeah. parked up back that's like camouflaged or something yeah. it's like it's like the uh maybe that was the inspiration for the the vita bus in cars that that, i thought radiated. the same thing <laughs> the uh 
Hey man. Organic gas. <laughs> yeah. Is his name is it Fillmore? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um Sorry, it's we, we, Phil Fillmore. We, we watched, <laughs> yeah, Phil Fillmore. <laughs> we watched, uh, we watched Cars Three at home a couple weeks ago. Nice. So. Yeah. yeah, Dennis Hopper's really uh, leaning into his uh, filmography of Easy Rider and just kind of playing up the uh, '60s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's he got really a Woodstock is. vibe for yeah. sure. Yes. Yeah, and the, there's a Woodstock reference at the end. I feel like he is like the pre-Nick Cage, Nick Cage. <laughs> right kind of was actually yeah yeah i mean i really like dennis hopper i mean we kind of he gives a lot of really campy performances so i love the guy yeah yeah so that's not an insult <laughs> i loved his character to be perfectly clear right he, it was my favorite part loved, of the movie you know credence whatever her name was right yeah uh way over the top especially when the whatever the gizmo we'll call it the gizmo starts going off instead of being like terrified of everybody else he starts wielding it and like yeah. weaving it i thought Laughing. he was gonna become like some evil overlord you know the it, pot smoking overlord so as he's as he's doing that right the lights the uh the effects are like this cloudy lightning that's going all around him and he's like orchestra leading it like an orchestra yeah. guy and it really starts to feel like the end of Raiders. Yeah, you yeah, think right. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You think his face is going to start melting off and stuff. And also, and he's just... like, Mickey and Fantasia. I right, got a little yeah, bit of, like, right. dual vibe there. His hair is windswept back, and yep. he's really leaning into the whole experience. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah it was very, very, felt very much like Raiders, because there was fog coming out, yep. and the flashes, flashes, and, and the smoke, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about it later, but the effects were great in this movie. Like we we make fun of those things a lot in a lot of the movies we watch, yeah. but they were great for 1985. It's like very good. However much the budget was, like they did not skip on the effects because yeah, and there were a lot of them. I, I mean, kept trying to find out how much uh, the budget was for this movie, and I, obviously the biggest item on this, it, I couldn't find the budget. It wasn't yeah. available that I could find, but uh, the special effects were top notch. Yeah, they did not hold back at all. I mean, and really, they didn't have any big name, like huge name actors, except for Dennis Hopper is probably the biggest name on there, right? Mm -hmm. right. So they probably were not spending a bunch on on, on the actors. <laughs> yeah, right. so it, it was all into the effects. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and they weren't just, so they were all the, uh, I mean, should we just talk about the effects now since we're sure. talking yeah, about sure. You know what, let's talk about the effects after a short break. You know what I like most back. about the special effects is they were uh, up there with some wonderful movies. Like they were reminding us of uh, Poltergeist, mm -hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I really felt of that era. I mean, what are the? We saw some other films of this same time period. Oh, you know, it wasn't. It was Little Mortal Supergirl. Kombat. Basically, we've seen some with the animated lightning and stuff that was really poorly done. But I feel like this was some of the best that we have seen. So I think it was, I think what was impressive about it is it, a lot of times it didn't look like it was hand animated. Right. It looked, it looked like a real lot of the lightning. effects actually yeah. looked like it was blended, where they had uh -huh. like, because we were talking about like the tornado scene that you see at the end. Oh, yeah. It yeah. looks like they're filming into a drain, but it's very well done. Right. Like, we didn't really think like, oh, that's a drain until yep. the very end. But I think there was a lot of those kind of things, yeah, which kind yeah. of pushed it into the realism as opposed to like hand drawn right. lightning that you see a lot of times. It comes off a little cheesy. Yeah, 
I mean, there were some practical effects. Oh, were you going to say something? I, I was just going to say there are lots of lightning, yeah. uh, blue lightning that comes off the device. Uh, yeah, you brought up the the clouds, and then there's a whole dinosaur. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up was the dinosaur, yeah, which is is that. not a visual effect. It's a it's a practical special effect, which we were at first thinking that it was stop motion, but it was so smooth that it had to have been an animatronic puppet, um, and it looks great. For yeah, the time, really especially. Good. I mean, it was great. This is pre-Jurassic Park, you know, so this was still old, fake-looking dinosaurs, but it, it was a really well-done fake dinosaur. It was like so, the Land of the Lost from the 70s, only much smoother right. and better. Yeah. yeah. So I watched the uh, movies that make us yesterday of uh-huh. Jurassic Park, and this dinosaur uh, was better than most of the examples they showed of, of, the, like, stop motion. of the stop motion yeah. and the old-timey dinosaurs mm-hmm. that were in that Um that they were contrasting planned. with with yeah. Jurassic Park, but this, yeah, I th- when I watched this, I'm like, well, this is better than some of the ones I saw last night. Yeah, it's and not better than Weird Science because no one's brother turns into that weird. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> There's no Kelly LeBrock. In yeah, this movie. that's right. <laughs> yeah, we had Ellie. Right. <laughs> and yeah, her retainer. We had Ellie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, wait, there's where the comedy was. She had to take her retainer out. Oh, boy. Okay, while we've been looking, uh. I, I did find, uh, with an interview, somebody was interviewing the director, and yeah. he put the budget somewhere 12 to $14 million. Okay. Okay. So, That's kind of yeah. surprising that it's that uh, low. Well, I think that was, a, that, was pretty, that was pretty standard. Pretty standard for the yeah. 80s. There were not a lot of locations. They shot that in a small town, a lot of it at night. Mm-hmm. The cast wasn't big names, except yeah. for Dennis Hopper, who... Really, it was not in the movie a lot, right. so I'm sure he wasn't paid much. And uh, yeah, I mean, special effects. I paid him in nitrous. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> paid him in nitrous. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> so, should we move into the cast? You want to talk yeah, about sure. the cast? The actor. I, I thought this was, you know, in prep for the this movie. That was like a one man show. There of wasn't Dennis a lot of information online, but I I did enjoy the cast. The, the cast has got a lot of uh, actors who you may not know their name, but you've probably seen them in multiple things. Several actors, I, I had a well over 100 credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, one or two had over 200 credits that um, t- to their name and have been working a long time. Uh, let's start off with John Stockwell, who plays Marco, Michael Harlan. The, the main lead. character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would best know him from uh, Top Gun. He is Cougar in that movie. Um, but he's also like one of the main the leads main in Christine, yeah. uh, the Stephen King movie. Uh, he's also been an Eddie in the Cruisers. And he's actually become more of a director in later years. He, he's directed such movies as uh, Blue Crush and Into the Blue, among other movies. Do all his movies have the name Blue in them? Uh, involve the ocean? Uh, no. <laughs> contractually but, obligated. But he's, become, he's, he's, made a, he's got quite a career as a director now. So. Oh, he's got that same clause that Kelly Clarkson had. Right. <laughs> uh, what were your thoughts on him, uh, his performance? Uh, I actually thought he was pretty yeah, good. He was, he was fine. Yeah. yeah. He, he was fine for what he was. Uh, I liked his character. In that he was kind of this, he was this motorhead guy, right? Who's, but he actually falls for the nerd girl. And uh, it's not even the kind of thing where at first he doesn't like her. It's like he kind of gives her a chance from the beginning. She she asks him out and he's like, sure. Well, and how does she ask him out? 
Well, she breaks her own car. Is she? <laughs> she messes up her engine. Removes the distributor cap or yep. whatever. And then uh, holds up this big long line of all the cars trying to get out of the high school. It's like this huge long line of 50 cars. Everyone honking at her and she's got her hood up. Of course, then he just drives right up beside her in his car. And there's and also like, like a full car width to the other side right. of her as well. So. <laughs> on both sides, yet everyone is stuck behind her. No, no one is scoring high on the SATs at yeah. the school. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the drinking and smoking. Nobody decides I should just leave by driving around her. <laughs> they've, they've got Bob Roberts' PhD on the case. So, I mean, like, the bar's pretty low. They're like they got beer and cigars coming out of the vending machines. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he. You know, I do like that he does go out with her. She yeah. kind of, she kind of, uh, he he's onto her immediately. But right. She asks. He nicely. knows that that what happened could only have been done on purpose. Yeah. And yeah. his girlfriend has just broken up with him and has <laughs> is going out with someone else. He kind of looks over at her in some other car and thinks, eh, why don't I why, try something? Different. Yeah, why don't yeah. I go out with you? You know. Yeah. And so he he says, sure. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, it's nothing over the top. No, nope. uh, I think it's it's subtle. It's not. There's no huge romance in this, right? No, it builds slowly, yeah. but it's it seems more realistic than you know some romances in in some teen romps yep. I've seen over the years, right? Definitely. I also like that she wasn't. I mean, she had glasses, right? And mm-hmm. she was the nerdy girl, but it wasn't like there was never the transformation. It, it was never like, right? oh my goodness, she took your glasses off. You're so hot now. Yeah. That's. I was. I was making that comment. I was like, is this the moment? Is this the moment? Okay, her glasses are off, guys. Her glasses are off. Nothing happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> they just fell off. And they're like, hey, we found your glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just put those back on. You're half they blind. did kiss and then stopped kissing so she could pull out her retainer, retainer. and then yeah. began, <laughs> then got back to it. But yeah. So. Ellie Sawyer was played by Danielle von Zernack, and uh, what did you think? You know, oh, she I, was I, in La Bamba. That's where I recognize. I remember her from. seeing her in like tons of stuff uh, in the eighties. I, I when I looked up her her list of credits, I mean, I couldn't really place one specific thing. But she'd been in a lot of television yeah. episode of Family Ties here, uh, La Bamba there, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, she was Donna, right, in La Bamba. I, don't I believe know. so, and I, she was you totally giving You guys didn't do off. '80s movies brackets she at your house. Totally That's true, and, it's, and I can tell. <laughs> she totally was reminding me of Elizabeth Moss today, like oh, yeah. a total Elizabeth oh, Moss yeah, vibe yeah. for whatever reason. Looks, in my opinion, a little bit similar, but uh, yeah. What did you think of her? I, I thought she was great. Like, yep. I think they tuned up the nerd a little too high at the beginning. Yeah, but they they kind of ease into that, and they're just like, look, she is the nerd, but it's not like the nerd. She boy, wasn't like the nerd name, boy. Yeah, right. What's his name? Yeah, right. name. Uh, Sh- Sherman? Sherman. Yeah, right. yeah she like, wasn't like Sherman. He was like dialed at 12 like, yeah. on the nerd scale. But she was like, look, I'm a nerd. I'm smart. I'm on your book club, whatever. Right. But she's not like sitting at home like, I'm going to hack the computer and, right. you know, or whatever. She just, she was she the was, nerd and that's I'm the gonna end of it. going to come up with variables and algorithms. <laughs> she, was, yeah. she was kind of just the smart girl yeah. and a little bit nerdy, not like... Right. Not the irreparably nerdy. Like, right. right. She had gumption. There was kind of a love triangle there where the real nerd guy had a sure crush man. on her. Yeah. And it was kind of, but they kind of, that kind of dis- dissipated as time went on, right? Yeah. I really... Once the guns came into play. Right. The, uh, yes. The, the, in the third act. Uh, so Michael Harlan's first girlfriend reads Cosmo and is... She's kind like the popular girl. She's yeah. the pretty popular girl. 
and she's too good for him. So she dumps him and there's kind of a discussion about, do you read Cosmo? And she does. And she, this is how this conversation ends. It's kind of how they break up is yeah, she can kind of read how he's going to act or whatever. So Ellie Sawyer's character says at the beginning when she gets asked out or when she gets him to ask her out, uh, does she read Cosmo? And she says, no, well, we see her reading Cosmo later, yeah. like a couple scenes later, she's on her bed. She's got the mud mask on. She's reading Cosmo. Yeah. She's trying to be beautified. Right. And, yeah. and like Brant said, uh, you're waiting for those, those glasses to come mm-hmm. off <laughs> and they never really do. No. I mean, they no. kind of do at the end. I would say she was maybe a little more confident. Yes. But right. It wasn't like it, most where it's like, She's obviously overly gorgeous before. Oh, right. And, and like, they let's tried put some to, glasses on right. and give her some. Oh, take your glasses it. off and get a makeover. Oh, you're yeah. a princess. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Is that no. good or bad? Did that annoy you? I appreciated it. No, I, think, I thought it was fine. I think yeah. I've been trained so long that the nerd always has the transformation right. into the like the super. It, it never works with guys for whatever reason. Always. It worked really well girl. in from Justin to Kelly. I gotta say. So <laughs> I I do want to bring up uh, whoever brought this up as we were watching it this movie was distributed was made by disney right uh through touchstone pictures so does that mean that ellie is a disney princess she is yeah she is <laughs> for sure you, I, can I, all, you can actually only sure. find her at disneyland under the matterhorn i see you have to like actually break into a building <laughs> I, I did and like we're it. in the hall of presidents <laughs> right. i think we determined <laughs> I did like it that it didn't go the obvious route and right. some of the choices in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Right? So I, I got to say, though, for his ex-girlfriend, like it followed that rom-com thing a little bit where she breaks up with him, which for kind of a dumb reason, like my, my horoscope in, right. in, in Cosmo, in Cosmo said this, you were yeah. going to say that to me. I do have to say, she did have some valid arguments where she's <laughs> yes. like, he's like, we go on dates. She's like, we go to car shows. We go right. to like car garages. We go to junkyards. And he's like, so what? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I want something different. So in that aspect, it's like, I'm with you on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But but she was clearly just like supposed to be the so wrong for him. Did right. he learn his lesson? No, he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> where does he take Ellie for <laughs> first date? Junkyard. The junkyard. The, the military the military plane yeah. junkyard. I, I love that as we're watching this movie that all of you were saying, oh, I totally want to go there. <laughs> yeah, that days. junkyard looked awesome. <laughs> Dude, it was... Okay, it would be awesome. I would not take a first date yeah, to true. a government facility that I have to break into <laughs> and also not tell her that's where we're going so right. she shows up in her nice dress. Nice white dress yeah. as that you're doing kind of it in work the dark. In Can't Buy Me Love? Isn't that what happened there? I'm just... <laughs> That, that came out after this movie. Yeah. You're like, uh, it's a different movie. Yeah. If I say I haven't seen it, I'm going to get crucified. So <laughs> It's it's okay if you haven't seen it, but it's another 80s. Yeah. You know. It's a classic. Yeah. So let's talk about Vince. Vince, who Vince I think was so, yeah. I mean, supposed no. to be... Latello. No, that was the other one. Supposed to be the comedy. Point. Yeah, the... What did you guys... Was, was he funny? The sure Not intentionally. I think he was funny every once in a while. He had some really weird... Like lines, he always said just weird, crazy stuff, yeah. you know, and it was always kind of strange. I couldn't tell if he was supposed to be from New York or Boston. Well, he kept or... talking about Brooklyn, back in Brooklyn, but his that's, what, that's what was on his shirt. Oh, it yeah. was like the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Auto, Auto Body. Something Club yeah. or something. I, his his accent wasn't consistent enough for me to. Yeah, you know, when they were tying the dynamite that they stole from the hardware store, 
to the high tension power lines. He said, "This is the way we did it in Brooklyn." So with his cigar, like smoking. with his cigar hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah. So like the, the one funny thing though is while he's like he looks like like a stereotypical like suicide dynamite bomber, right? right. He is yeah, just yeah. actually just Covered strapped with... in dynamite yes. that they're going to use. And he's got a cigar hanging out of his mouth, and, and he's, he's like lighting, lighting his it. cigar, and the the Zippo gets a little close to the dynamite. He's like, "Whoa!" And he closes <laughs> it out like that kind of stuff. I thought was very funny. Yeah, his normal jokes were completely flat for me. And they did not age well. No. no. Oh yeah, they were pretty not. Yeah. So not trigger warning correct. for anybody yeah. who's like doesn't like non PC. Yeah. language he was kind of a stereotype he was yeah. if i do say so myself i was yeah. reminded of uh doogie hauser md if anybody ever watched that his sidekick like friend who was very italian and oh yeah yeah just, like always talking like this and yeah anyway i'm yeah. walking here yeah 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 exactly. do we, do, like just out of curiosity does anybody know what fisher stevens actual ethnicity is i'm actually <laughs> curious because while we were talking about this movie it's like He's played an Indian guy, like from India. Yeah. He's played in a short guy, circuit, like an Italian guy from Brooklyn. Yep. What else has he played? He lo- like, uh, I was gonna say, what is his last name? Stevens. Oh, never mind. That doesn't I mean, he, help. He's like a half brown well, guy. I think so his yeah. name is actually Hollywood Stephen has used Fisher. Him in a lot of things. And his stage name is Fisher Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Fisher. I, I don't know. I'm just yeah. His I'm, name I'm is curious. Fish Fisherson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. He's been in tons of stuff. He's been in a lot well, of things. I feel like he's, he's always just some other like hundreds of credits. Yeah, you're yeah, you totally adjacent. recognize yeah. him. Like <laughs> I know I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, from the Flamingo Kid to Short Circuit to Super Mario Brothers, Only You to even the TV show Lost. I mean, he's done all sorts of stuff over the years. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sherman was uh, the nerdy guy. Uh, played rough. Ref- I'm sorry, played by Raphael Sabarge, and he's been in Risky Business. Uh, again, someone who's been in tons and tons of stuff over the years, hundreds of credits. I, you know, some I, of the stuff I'd seen him in, yeah, were probably like ER. I couldn't name anything where I have seen him, but I, I recognize him more as his older self. Like, you know, as I'm watching him, I'm like, oh, that's the young version of this guy that I recognize from other movies. That and when is... I saw pictures of him, I was like, oh, I totally see, have seen him a hundred times before. That is so interesting because I kept thinking I'd seen him in something else when he was younger, the same age. Yeah. But when I looked him up, I'm like, I there's nothing that was at that same time. No, that I could he was think in of, a ton of stuff as he was older. He's got that face where if you see him, you, you recognize yeah. that, oh yeah, I've seen him in He's uncredited a lot. It's just Nerd 17. <laughs> Probably. In the background. <laughs> yeah. I felt like he, uh, he played a nerd in some other yeah. movie or something because he, he really channeled it well. Yeah. Man, I hated him. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, just put that out there. No, I, I did too. I hated him as a character. Like, were, were you supposed to like him? He's really kind of a menace. He's they're messing up, uh, you know, Michael Harlan's car. Yeah. And, and doing yeah. all sorts well, of stuff. He hired some thugs to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the same was... thugs that were spitting on his car and stuff. And throwing beer at him. Yeah. Uh, the the jocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he existed. He was like a plot device. He mm-hmm. existed. He, was. he existed solely so that they could turn the machine back. There'd be a reason for the machine yeah. to turn back on. Right. right. We yeah. never find his find out what his last name is. Could Just it possibly Sherman. be Sherman McGuffin? <laughs> Sherman McGuffin. <laughs> Peabody. Mystery Peabody adopted him. I got you. Okay. His dad's oh, a dog. Oh, man. 
Michael Cor Mark Michael Harlan's dad was uh, Lou Harlan, uh, the owner of the True Value. Yeah, uh, the dynamite hardware town. store. Yeah, the, the shop that had dynamite <laughs> and not a little bit of it. It was I a mean, True Value hardware. With they a must big have been out. In, so I, yeah. I joked that they were in a mining town, but they were out in the middle of nowhere. I guess some yeah. town. I, I mean, I know there was a time town. you could buy like. Like stump explosive, like right. the compounds. I don't like saltpeter and whatever stuff. Sure, at Hardware Stars, obviously that time has long passed. But right. I don't remember ever going to a hardware store and be like, "Hey, Dad, can, we can get I buy sticks, of, sticks diamond? of diamond? <laughs> yeah. You guys out of TNT? I mean, even M80s were like forbidden treasures. Right, yeah, Maybe yeah. in the world of Tremors or something like that. <laughs> right. right. I think they do dynamite in that. And so he's played by Barry Corbin. Yes. Who, uh, again, I don't recognize his name, but man, I recognize him. He's been in he's a the, bunch of stuff. He's the yeah. general in War Games is probably what he's best known for. Absolutely. Yeah. He's in hundreds of stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I would have to say War Games is the one I, I most recognize him in. But Who was he in Modern Family? Do we know? Uh, I mean, he wasn't one of the main cast. He was. I, uh, he was a recurring character, but not like... On all seasons, he, he might have been like the other guy that owned the furniture, or the closet store. Oh, okay. or something. I don't. I've I, only, don't know. I haven't. I didn't watch that show a ton. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, Dolores guy. We're gonna talk about Dolores. Yeah. <laughs> Dolores so yeah. So one. Lou Harlan, the dad, uh, gets a girlfriend, and they go to Reno and get married. Her this, name is Dolores. This movie takes place over like a forty-eight hour period. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the movie is over one night. Yeah. But. The two the two day scenes is we're introduced to Dolores, and the next day is they've they're married, they're married and she's completely redecorated. Their, their, their whole room. house is pink now with like <laughs> there's a giant poster of her of her on the wall. <laughs> Uh, Michael man. obviously was confused. He's like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> well, I mean, "He doesn't He's even like, realize that they're married." Yeah, right? Yeah. We don't really either until they come out and say it. Yeah, but. she's like. She she holds out her hand and she says, I'm Dolores. And he says, yeah, I remember from last night when I met you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's already married to his dad. Well, I did like how when he first meets her, it, it seems like they had bought out the entire Chinese restaurant. Of That's takeout. true. Right, yeah. Filled their house with Chinese. The food. dogs eating it. They were hungry. Yeah. That, she was played by Ann Wedgworth, who I had always remembered it from Three's Company. Oh, okay. Uh, being on there. She was on for maybe a couple seasons. Always coming on to John Ritter. Oh and, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So, but so, she she's been in Steel Magnolias and you know, Evening Shade and some stuff. What was the point? Like, uh, I, I don't uh, understand. In the story, her there was she no, added nothing. It, yeah, it went was, nowhere. Yeah, it, it didn't. It really didn't. I, no. And they make weird points to like, oh, she's the makeup lady. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. You she, don't care. You feel like there's oh, going to be something. Oh. But you don't yeah, care. Wonder really if, the, if stuff got edited out. Like, yeah, possibly, possibly, or it was just padding. Well, she yeah. goes the bit with them to the police station, and she's trying really hard to keep the cops from arresting Michael. Yeah. Another thing that didn't make any sense, like Michael <laughs> why being, he was being arrested. Why he was being arrested police for nothing. Officers, wait. I mean, are there the, police officers? <laughs> the, sorry, the pigs. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> they go by a totally different name in this movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of. Uh, Slurs uh, yeah. thrown towards there are. It, they towards did not the police, like police officers in this yeah. movie. to everybody, but specifically, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Specifically, cops. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's like three or four times where that just the you know 
uh, Bob Roberts is referring to the cops in a negative way. <laughs> he calls one oinker to his people. face. Yeah, <laughs> to, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, though, what's his name? Uh, Detective Isidore Nolte, which I thought in the movie his name was like Nick Nolte. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I can get behind this. But no, Kate, Michael's coming back into his room after... I think the power the first it time the power went so out. Right. He did they, just blow up a power line after like, they, with dynamite. Yeah. 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 But he comes in and there's a detective <laughs> hiding in the corner of his dark room smoking a cigar and he's like, Hey, welcome back. There's like, <laughs> a lot of cigars here? in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. There were. Yeah. Not, no one's at, smoking cigarettes. No. All cigars. All cigars. Yeah. So yeah. at first when that happened, he comes yeah. in the window. At first I'm like, oh, maybe Dennis Hopper is That's back. That's what I thought, oh, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Dennis Hopper. And, yes. But then it was not. It was, <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be an old old version of like him. Like Old West or something. Or something. Right, yeah. Because yeah. we're a time travel thing, but no. No, yeah, it's it the was... cop because that's a normal behavior for a cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but... and they're not, and he's not there because he blew up the tower. He's there because they can't find the science. Because they can't find the science teacher. Right. Who there's he's... no reason for anyone to think that the science teacher is missing because it's only been like a like couple an, of hours, an hour, two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should go back to his house and check if they're still there, and maybe the other right. person should call the empty building yeah. and see if they're still there. <laughs> Detective Nolte was played by Richard Masser, who, again, you would recognize because yes. he's been in tons of things. But uh, you may know him from The Thing or Risky Business or even My Girl. My girl. He's always that gruff. Whatever. He's got like a beard or at least a mustache. You know, every time I saw him, did you ever watch the show Simon and Simon? Yep. He uh, always reminded me of the one who wore the cowboy hat and okay. stuff occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Simon. he does in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and the mustache, and right? The mustache. And the mustache, and the cigar, and the cigar. Yeah, I, I was really cause when I saw that Richard Masser was in this, I thought, oh, I'm gonna, this is gonna be really cool. I'm gonna enjoy this. And his He's character was not; he, he was barely in it, he and his character anything. wasn't likable at all. No, he was a jerk because he was a police mm-hmm. policeman. He was yeah. a what? He was a <laughs> a cop. He was the fuzz. <laughs> He, he was, was a pig. The man. He was, yes. He was absolutely. the character. Who the... Seriously. And, and like, we were laughing. We were like, man, like, did the director get a ticket before making this oh, movie? Yeah. Because yeah. this guy hates <laughs> cops. Like, right? Every chance Every they got. single time. Yeah. They're like ragging on the cops. The other thing I thought was hilarious is part of direction is like, the lights go out oh. and all the cops reach Hold for their guns. Hold their gun. Like, they're going to start shooting the oh, electric And the lights, hold on, the lights didn't even go out. The lights were just flickering. flickering. Yeah. And so they that all reached was, for their gun. That was hilarious. It was a high shot <laughs> yeah. and they were looking down on the cops and they all grabbed for their guns. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lights it's flickered. Like, so listen, they were like 40 years ahead of their time. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the part where uh, Vince was getting his uh, mug shot. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's wearing sunglasses, and the, the girl cop asks him, you know, why are you wearing sunglasses? He makes yeah. some smart remark, and she, like, grabs him by the his shirt and sh- slams him up against <laughs> yes. the wall. And rips pulls his glasses, his, rips yeah, glasses, yeah. glasses off. It's like, whoa, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I noticed on the little sheet that you didn't mention for Dennis Hopper Super Mario Brothers is what you would recognize him from. <laughs> we have a little cheat sheet. I think that's the only we, uh, movie I've It's seen like his magnum opus, right? Reminds us of what's going on. <laughs> well, uh, I 
I always think of Dennis Hopper from Rebel Without a Cause because that was one of his first appearances and it wasn't a big role. Yeah. But did you catch the uh, James Dean reference I did. in the movie? Yeah, the pictures on the wall. Couple of pictures on the wall and there was a red jacket right next to yeah, it yeah. on the wall in, uh, in Ellie's, Ellie's, yeah. Ellie's bedroom. So yeah. I read uh, in an interview with the director who was talking about, somebody asked him what it's like, what is it like working with the Dennis Hopper? And he was like, He's the kind of guy that you go out to lunch with and, and he immediately like spends your entire lunch telling you these just amazing stories and he's mm. telling you about this guy, Jimmy, and then afterwards you realize that Jimmy is James Dean that he's talking about. And <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, yeah. I thought it was interesting in the movie. He says, I was your age in the 60s. Right. And then I thought, mm, you were your age in the 50s. Yes, but that's, right. That's Hollywood for you. <laughs> interesting. Um yeah, you know, Dennis Hopper was really in three scenes. Yeah. And uh, he stole and every he stole one of them. everyone yeah. that he could was in. It, it would, for me, it would have been a little bit more enjoyable if he had been in a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was right. hoping for like a Doc Brown. Yeah. Kind of. Because they set him up to be Doc totally. Brown, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love. Well, like, not so, intentionally. Right. Because Back to the Future came out two months before that's right yeah but, of course they I mean, weren't no they weren't they stealing known. it right. from no, that no, no, right but like, so this it was, was perfect for that he would yeah. i would have it would have been a totally different movie yeah. and i would have absolutely loved it because yeah. he was gold he was not in it nearly enough no yeah. so just to, to so that our listen, listeners know what happens early in the film is they turn on the thing the uh gizmo and he disappears he gets, he gets sucked into the, sucked into the vortex the or vortex yeah. right and then he's gone he does return at the very end but uh for <laughs> to, most of the film he's to gone. call the detective an oinker that's right and he went to he was so happy because he went to woodstock <laughs> time traveling through the 60s <laughs> yeah. and then somehow saved the future so right i'm really hoping for a, ver- a, a number two of this <laughs> they're rebooting everything oh so my goodness don't hold don't you know yeah if they cast the ghost of dennis hopper in a remake i would watch it (laughs) so what about the the rest of the crew yeah so this this movie was directed and written by jonathan r uh betuel i believe i i hope i'm not mispronouncing that b-e-t-u-e-l and he is probably best best known for uh writing the last starfighter yep and he's also yeah uh he's also uh wrote and directed a movie called Theodore Rex with Whoopi Goldberg, mm-hmm. and I have to say I did, I did watch the trailer for this, and this could be a possible movie in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did watch the trailer, and I'm like, um, I don't know if I want watch to watch this. it. <laughs> uh, it's a dinosaur uh, as a sidekick to Whoopi Goldberg. Oh my goodness! They're they're, they're both cops, <laughs> and it's it's. Uh, I, you know, and now that I've seen this movie, I realize this director has this guy has got something for dinosaurs. For dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah, which and is totally fine. Is but this was probably like about the same. This is 1995, right? About the same time as the TV show. Was it Dinosaur? Do you remember? Oh this? yes, right. The, it's, not the Jim Henson. It's that kind yeah. of a Jim Henson dinosaur okay. sidekick walking around, <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, you know, it's a comedy, obviously, but she's like, how, how do we make him look more like a cop and less like a dinosaur? <laughs> Kind of a, like kind of stuff in the trailer, like they're like trying different clothes on. I'm like, okay, so we need to look more like a pig and less like a dinosaur. <laughs> Pretty much, that's like that. You just stole, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So he wrote and directed this. Uh, this was his first directorial debut. Uh, was it? I. It was. So okay. 
I read in his interview he had just written uh I mean they he basically went from writing The Last Starfighter to immediately going into production on this okay. and he picked up a lot of uh like how to be a director from uh the director of The Last Starfighter and so he was all ready to do it and so then he jumped right into this one and realized that basically what he saw was if you were the writer and the director then it was a lot easier to do everything because you had a single vision instead of people with different ideas you know and so he jumped right into it so this like was some, his vision i feel like some extra ideas would have been okay yeah, uh, yeah. he was the uve bowl of like, his time i feel like there were some dry <laughs> slow spots yes to this yeah. movie. I'm gonna and have to rewatch Last Starfighter because I remember loving that. Me too. Oh, yeah. I'm so and scared to watch it. Because this movie, I have the writing was junk. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. not good. So I watched I watched Last Starfighter because I we went through like this nostalgia phase uh-huh. watching '80s. I think at the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. With our kids, and I was so excited about it. It, it didn't quite hold up. Yeah. But it was still just it's still absolutely good. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I still loved it. I yeah, I remember loving that so much. Yeah. This one. There were absolutely, I mean, there's this whole section where they're going, like, the the time warp is bringing all of these different time periods into their school, right? And so they start out, and they're going up against Roman gladiators who are attacking them, and then uh, the Viet Cong, and cavemen, and dinosaurs, and stuff, and, and then, like, futuristic Future space guys or whatever. Or and there's all of this stuff that's happening, and I got really bored during that part. I'm mean, like, this Absolutely. is the main action, yet I am so bored and losing mm-hmm. interest in this. The mm-hmm. dinosaur was interesting to watch, but yep. absolutely, I, it slowed down for me too. And yep. you, and I, I wasn't in, I wasn't engaged yep. or interested. And you'd think that that would be the moment where you'd be like, oh, you what's going to happen next? Into it, right. like, where's the story going to go? But it was just kind of I it felt like by the numbers, like, okay, we're yeah. got to get this next <laughs> scene in, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of it, I noticed the framing mm-hmm. of shots mm-hmm. and the pacing of shots. Yep. Pacing was, was just off. Yeah, like not really bad to where I was like really noticing it. Yeah, but it, as I was watching, I was like, man, this like I feel it's, like it's shot really close. Yeah, or then it's really far. Mm-hmm. Or it's like so like you lost sense of like what was happening. So you kind of it it just pulled me out of the moment. I right, think, right. I I feel like the in editing they could have just trimmed it up a little bit tightened it up and that might have been very exciting all through you know it would have had the normal build-up that you expect mm-hmm. w- instead of dropping off as you're going the, the most exciting thing for that whole scene mm-hmm. was the shotgun that they found oh yeah cocked twice used it as a club <laughs> yep. and then he cocks it the third time a third time and then it's empty and they're like i guess we don't need this anymore and they throw it away <laughs> Like never they, fired and they don't like throw down their machine guns and pick up the laser gun when yeah, they defeat right. the futuristic yeah. guy yeah i thought Vinny was going to be eaten though yes i was hoping i was hoping he was, <laughs> was going to be eaten something. and they were going to it was going to be the, the lawyer on the toilet scene from yeah. jurassic yes. park that's what i expected yes well and i was hoping or, or i was thinking he'd be like um uh tommy lee jones character in men in black and shoots oh, yeah, himself right. out of the yeah. dinosaur it was set up for that because yeah, in the yeah. end, they're, like the the prosthetic, not the prosthetic, but the real dinosaur prop yeah. has a huge gaping hole in yes, its stomach, right. 
and it would have been perfect for him to just kind of like crawl his way out. <laughs> Nobody's killing Vinny and sticks a cigar in his mouth or something and oh, let's go get him pigs or something or whatever it is that he would it say. It would have been better. It would have been awesome. I, I found myself thinking, yeah, I, I wouldn't, this would be shocking, but if he does get eaten by the dinosaur, I'm not going to be sad. Right. And I, I was hoping felt that they would bad about him that. But yeah. I didn't. I hated him. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I seriously, I was, I was actually to... disappointed when he fainted instead of getting eaten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we yeah. talking yeah. about Sherman? Sherman. Or... Sherman. Yeah. 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 If he would have been eaten, we probably would have cheered. Yeah. I also laughed that Vince is like, oh, my arm's broken, and then immediately uses that arm to lift himself up <laughs> off the floor, and then doesn't seem to have a broken arm the rest of the movie, so. Uh, I don't even remember that. That yeah. part's, I was spacing Brooklyn, out at that broken point. arms fix themselves in like 30 seconds. <laughs> it was the time clouds. That just uh, that's yeah, what it was. Right. Okay. Yeah. What did you guys think of the music in this? I, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that they, it was exciting when it needed to be mm-hmm. it was slow when it needed to be it, it was like it was appropriate I, I it was like an actual professional did it yeah yeah there yeah. were actually and i you can't compare this or say that they were ripping off back to the future because right. back to the future was well into production but there yeah. were a couple scenes where the music actually sounded like some alan silvestri stuff yeah uh and i building like you know, when um, Marty McFly is about to get into his time machine and go back yeah. to 1985, uh, that that suspense and, and building. And this is, music was by Peter Bernstein, who is the uh, son of Elmer Bernstein. He's he's done the music on Ewok Adventure movie, mm-hmm. uh, the battle, the second one as well, the Battle for Endor. He's done 21 Jump Street TV series. Uh, He's done a lot of orchestrator. He's been the orchestrator for a lot of movies like mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and uh, Wild Wild West mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff, I think, involving his uh, his dad. Yeah. Who probably wrote the score and then he like did the orchestra. He Orchest- was the orchestrator, yeah. right. which I think is kind of, it's not arranging. I try to look it up what oh, an really? orchestrator does, but it's similar to that or they can add to the score or the soundtrack. They break it down for the orchestra? Yes, and like yeah. the different... Uh, uh, different instruments and right. what, what they play and that kind of thing. Any listeners so. who know what that job is, let us know. That's yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not uh, an expert there. I mean, I know what, yeah. what who, you know, orchestrates the music and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but an orchestrator, uh, not uh, leading. They're the person who planned the whole thing. They run the puppet regime. Uh, he's done, he's got a lot of credits. And yeah. it, he comes from a family that's very musical. I thought the move, the music was fine. Yeah, I, I think it was also forgettable. Oh so yeah. At no point did it take me out of the movie. Yeah. But I actually thought it was really great. Um, the the scene where Dennis Hopper disappears. Yeah. That was the one that we were saying looked the most like uh, the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. with the arc being opened and all of the effects that are going around. And I really felt like the music went really well with that it was mm-hmm. this or you know a uh, very sweeping kind of music building up to something amazing is about to happen uh it's possible that it was a little too um like the music was too grand for what was actually happening possibly mm. i guess i'm just but, thinking like back to the future yeah, yeah. right so I'm not gonna go home humming this music, but no, I know that's it was true. Fine. That's right. 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 So there that's, is no that's theme. Kind of, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like in, in Back right. to the Future, like there's a few like chord progressions yeah. and a few Some other things that are that like you recognize. Yeah. You, they're constantly hitting that, and so you're like, I'm reminded. So even yeah. if it's not the exact same thing, like I, I go away with right. it. Whereas yeah. this, it was like 
It was fine. It yeah. was well done. During the movie, but there's nothing no, else. Took me out, but yeah, yeah, but it's not like, yeah, exactly. It's just like, like I'm not Kelly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you forget it as soon as it's done. Yeah. Only this was much This one was enjoyable <laughs> I to listen this. to. Yeah. <laughs> we talked a little bit about the cinematography already, but um, the cinematographer, uh, what did you think? Da- uh, the cinematographer is David M. Walsh. Um, he's done a lot of stuff. He's done a couple movies with Woody Allen, Sleeper, and uh, I think another one. Uh, Murder by Death, What About Bob, Cleopatra yeah. Jones, The Sunshine Boys, Silver Streak. Foul Play, Private Benjamin, Unfaithfully Yours, just to name a few. Outrageous Fortune, Summer School. A lot of big name movies or movies I know anyway from the 70s and Mm -hmm. 80s. I haven't thought about Summer School in forever. They're not like uh, necessarily Oscar winning movies, but they're definitely mainstream. And they're not Razzie winning movies. No, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and I agree with Brant in this, that there was kind of a mixture of, it was Mm -hmm. kind of inconsistent framing and inconsistent... uh, I mean, like the lighting was fine and stuff for the different. It, it was almost like as they're going through the high school, it felt like uh, they're going through a Halloween spook alley where mm-hmm. e- they're going into a room and each room is a different thing. Did mm-hmm. it feel a little dark? I felt like there were a mm-hmm. lot of scenes that were just either way too washed out or just too dark. Yeah, I mean, some I of that might have been the nineteen eighties ness of it, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I agree. It was like just this like one's the red muddy. room and this one is yeah. the green everything is dark green room whatever yeah it wasn't bad it was just enough to where i noticed it right i mean you didn't even see that cop in his dark room (laughs) (laughs) that's true i I feel like that some of the flaws are probably more uh, the responsibility of the director yeah i agree i agree in most cases but um or making sure that the director got enough coverage yeah for the scene I, i remember that very first shot when we're in uh, Dennis Hopper's classroom and it's a it's behind him and it's just a long shot and it held there for like a good 20 seconds or right. 30 seconds I'm like shouldn't we be cutting in, in to yeah. closer shots now but it was we were still on this master shot yeah. for quite a while and I thought okay this <laughs> just seems a little odd yeah that's a, a director yeah sure. so uh, hey Bracken anyway. yeah quick question and you guys can cut this if you want but you were saying a couple things like master shot, uh, these other shot establishing shots. establishing like shots. You know, Could you that's a good explain point. that? I, I'm sorry, I mentioned uh, it without explaining. Jargon. Master- mm-hmm. So <laughs> when you open a scene, you've got uh, usually have a master shot where you've got a wide shot with all of the actors and kind of establishes where the location is. And a lot of times you'll start out with an exterior of a building and then you go inside and go in there. But the master shot is basically it has the entire uh, action and uh then shows you, you the whole space yeah shows you the whole space and then you cut in uh, for conversations or whatever looking at one person or smaller things as you, you describe the scene and, and show that so the master shot was just kind of a wide shot and it was just too long it was yeah. a little bit like okay i want to look in and who's in this room now i see they're all sitting down and there's a teacher in front of a chalkboard mm-hmm. and now i want to actually see who the teacher is and who yeah. who, the who he's are. calling on yeah well, that to that point thing. like i didn't know that the two people that he was calling on who he was referring to right yeah because like nerd sherman mm-hmm. he responded <laughs> gave his whole spiel 
and I honestly I couldn't you tell couldn't who, tell was, who was talking. It wasn't until right. Ellie was talking I was like, oh, he's talking to the front row. Those two people right, right there. Yeah. Right. And exactly. Only at that point, did they actually cut in a little bit to Ellie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's it exactly was a little that delayed. Kind of yeah. 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 Compositionally, the problem is that when you hold a a big wide shot like that for so long, uh, as we're watching it as viewers, we're looking at it and then. Suddenly, we don't know what we're supposed to be looking at, so we just start looking around at everything, right? Mm-hmm. And our attention is not being focused anywhere where it needs to be, which we're is why when they start talking, we're like, wait, who's talking? And then we're trying to see whose mouth is moving, and it's yeah. wide enough that you can't tell. Well, and it was like it was in that scene that Michael is sneaking in, in the background at the very right. top. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not a director, so I can't tell you how to yeah. do this, but the, I've seen better applications they of that. could have done a mid shot that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have seen it yeah. behind the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, production design, which, you know, kind of goes with the special effects, yeah. the settings and stuff. David Snyder. David Snyder, he he was the art director for Blade Runner. That is exceptional. Yeah, he uh, was uh, did Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, I, I love that he was he did Strange Brew, mm-hmm. uh, Back to School, Summer School, Bill and Ted's mm-hmm. Bogus Journey, which surprisingly, I remember uh, listening to a podcast recently and they did I, I it's been a while since I've seen Bogus Journey but they really l- allotted the production design of that right. movie uh, over the first one which I always thought the first one was better yeah. but, but uh, well, Bogus Journey's movie. production design yeah. was really well done uh, Vegas Vacation Demolition Man uh, The Whole Nine Yards a couple yeah. other movies but the, probably the, the big one there uh, that's most notable for production design is Blade Runner yeah and I think the production design on this film was actually pretty good. Uh, the gizmo is simple but easily identifiable. Um, it's not super convoluted like the key from Masters of the Universe. The You're right, yeah. It's just like a machine with a, a plasma ball in the middle, and it's got a few buttons that light up and stuff, and it looks like a machine. A couple futuristic. Little a few mechanics yeah. that were moving initially at the beginning. Right. right. It's like and they locked Bodai into a little thing and turned him evil. <laughs> yeah, that's what it, it was. That's what yeah. it was like. And then uh, I guess most of the other stuff in the production design, uh, other than just being a high school, I mean, there was a lot of all of the different time periods and the things that were represented there. You know, I thought it was all clear yeah, you and got easily recognizable. Um, so I I thought the pro- production design was really well really well done. One thing I would like to talk about. So we did mention these three sci-fi teen movies that came out in 1985. Yeah. Now that we're talking about the special effects, the production design, which was de- definitely well done. Yeah. Uh, how much of this movie do you? Th- I mean, it the, uh, the movie. Uh, okay, a movie came out a year before. We talked about the movie poster already. That I felt like <laughs> the special effects kept harkening back to this yes. movie over and over again uh even shots where they're walking through hallways with the three of them with guns there's smoke on the floor there's i mean it just over and over again i felt the influence I mean, of ghostbusters absolutely. all around me i mean i kept saying every time sherman showed up i expected him to say i am vince Cor- clortho and i am the when gatekeeper he, <laughs> when he comes out of the building and, yeah it's very much it yeah. feels just like very much rick moranis coming yeah. out and looking confused yeah. well even commented like the movie poster it looks, looks just like, like if you if you kind of squint your eyes a little bit looks like ghostbusters absolutely yeah, yeah. it just wasn't funny like oh. ghostbusters no, right? it wasn't right no ghostbusters is one of my favorite films me too and it was just like 
it's one not. of the most successful comedies of all time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they definitely borrowed some from that. I, I wonder, or were influenced from it, I should yeah, say. Yeah, I, I wonder what this movie would have looked like had Ghostbusters not come out, not come out the year before. Yeah, what mm-hmm. this movie would have looked like, and oh, or right. if they had that writer. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, I think they could have just like whacked Vince and picked up some other kind of humor. Yeah, I think they were. I agree. They put way too much on him to yeah. be funny, and he just was not. So I think yeah. that's why, for me, the comedy felt totally flat. Right. My problem with people like the Vince character is that like every word that comes out of his mouth is some kind of joke, right? It's supposed to be some kind of joke. And it's like, you know, this guy doesn't have a serious bone in his body. There's serious things going on right here. And it would drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. And I would just like want to, you know, grab him and just be like, don't you understand? The world is about to like Paul Mm -hmm. Rudd. I find to be absolutely hilarious. Right. And he's probably only 10% funny. Right. You know what I mean? Not like he's very funny, but like only 10% of what he says is actually actually funny. funny, But it's like when he says it, it comes with a huge punch. Where it's like Vinny's constantly like, hey. Right. And you're like, I'm so bored of you right now. You're not even funny. You know, he he felt to me, you know, some people get uh, one of people's big complaints about the Marvel movies Mm -hmm. is that they're always so snarky. And People they... complain about the Marvel movies. <laughs> I haven't that heard anybody. Hurts complain my about feelings. The <laughs> well, I mean, they're not—they're nothing compared to the DC universe, right? I mean, but like, so uh, I was trying to get Ben to do a spit oh take. My he was—he was taking it yeah. <laughs> almost. He was spit it out, like from Lego Batman. No, but so I think a lot of people, when they do critique the Marvel characters, is that they're so snarky and yeah. they never that's even though the world is in danger, they're, right. they're, they're still mm. cracking wise. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I felt Vince was that turned to eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he his reactions were never yeah. going con- like with what's going on. It yeah. Was... Ever. Yeah. And he was highly offensive. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was just kind of annoying. Yeah. I think. Right. So yeah. I think what would have been awesome is if Dennis Hopper was the the sidekick ish person yes to instead of Vinny. so wouldn't that be kind of cool if they were all working together yeah so bob roberts sidekick Vinny gets eaten by a t-rex immediately yeah right way better movie yeah yeah i'd watch that totally if you you could recut that for us put that on our youtube channel maybe they could reset the the sequel so they they have to go back in time and save save exactly only they're like actually we didn't like that guy so let's go get high at woodstock (laughs) so as we watch this movie like as we mentioned before none of us knew anything about it yeah and even with the trailer like i was expecting a totally different movie totally right so it so one thing I'm not saying this is necessarily a bad thing or necessarily a good thing, but it did surprise me. Like yes. I had no idea where right. we were going. I had no idea how it was going to end. And but at the end of the day, I'm like, that's not a good thing because it wasn't the pay, it, there was no pay, it wasn't worth the payoff. Like right. the way it ended was just dumb. And because um, I was sitting, there, I'm like, wow, I'm like this has been a long time since I watched an older movie that I didn't hmm. just be like, oh, this is. This is B A B B B C. Right, like, super predictable. Like yeah. I've basically seen this movie before, and that kind of didn't happen. Right. I will give it props. Like I think it was original in its story, mm-hmm. right? Where 
a lot of times now we'll bemoan movies because it's like, oh my gosh, I've heard this exact same story yeah. told 50 times, right? Or they're literally just retreading same, you know, IP over and over right. again, right? Like, it was refreshing to go back 40 years right. <laughs> and watch something that was, I think, I feel was a novel idea. Like, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it stole, stole, borrowed, you know, mm-hmm. created it was a lot of different by, things. Yeah. But I felt it was wholly its own thing. Mm-hmm. It just needed to be better. It just needed yeah. to be better. And it didn't have federal agents coming in and, you know, right. taking E.T. back or <laughs> right. something yeah, like that. Right. It, was, it didn't go that route. It was just kind of these kids yeah. trying to save the world. Yeah. Which was so good, I guess. I mean, that brings us to what do you guys think? Is this movie bad or is it exceptionally bad? I'll go first. Go for it. Uh, so... After we finished watching, I was like, you know, I totally would watch this again with friends. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, there was enough stuff that was fun to laugh at. The To me, I mentioned it uh, while we were watching it. I was like, I'm giving mad props to the writer. Like, this is a Razzie level of writing. <laughs> right. yeah. Like, it, it was terrible. The writing was, the, and the story was just terrible. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's the problem with being the writer and the director. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I would say... Uh, if you're going to watch this with other adults, I, I would say this is sexually bad. I do not want to show this to my kids because there's so many things that are mm-hmm. just kind of offensive. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. And they're offensive now. They, offensive. they should have been offensive then. Right. right. And um, so, I, I, so I'm giving it like a I'm halfway there. I would say exceptionally bad with the right group. Like, right. I, I, I don't plan mm-hmm. to show this to my kids. Yeah. I guess I'll go next. I felt like there was, this was an hour and 34, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. It felt like two hours and 35 minutes yeah. for me. I felt like there was some time travel going on and it wasn't helping <laughs> <laughs> uh, You lost I, two hours like they did? I, I was really, it was like, when is this, are we we're more than halfway over, right? It was dragging for me and uh, it, it wasn't, that funny Mm -hmm. to me uh it was slow in the middle um i did enjoy the special effects i was surprised by uh the fact that the storyline wasn't as predictable as you would think a Mm -hmm. teen sci-fi uh romp would be uh but it wasn't a comedy and uh or or there were a couple times i laughed and i honestly i when i saw the cast list i thought i was going to enjoy this so much more right. maybe that mm-hmm. that was part of it i thought that uh some of the some of the names i saw i'm like oh this this could be really a, a hidden gem but i was just kind of bored so i'm gonna have to just go with bad so i part of me part of me enjoyed this movie i'm almost of the part where it wasn't bad enough. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. It was mostly competent, mm-hmm. you know? There were some things that were annoying, but it wasn't, like, atrocious, you know? So, like, it didn't bury the needle. Right. Is, is where I'm getting at. So, instead of being very squarely in the this is really, really bad zone, mm-hmm. it's not far enough to get to exceptionally bad, but it's also, like, I'm almost to where it's so close to the it's just on this side of bad right to where it's worth watching so, yeah. yeah so it's like i mean if you're bored you know go watch it but it's like 
it, in terms of exceptionally bad, it's not. Yeah. It's not exceptionally bad. It's just not mediocre. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I think I'm right there as well. I think while we were watching it, so it has uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got an 11. percent uh, I mean, it is by critic critic critically account or how do you say it by account by the critics whatever <laughs> critically it is a bad movie yes there we go mm-hmm. i got there um <laughs> as we were watching it i think uh, a few of us mentioned i wonder i don't know if this is actually bad enough for us to be talking about right. and uh i i think that's the problem with this is mm. i mean i did enjoy it and i think it is worth watching but it is not exceptionally bad. Right. It's just, it's not a bad movie. I mean, it's not a horrible movie. Right. It's not a great movie. And it's one that, uh, I mean, there's a reason it was forgotten and why no one knows about right. it, right? right? If it were bad, people would know about it. If it were good, people would know about it. But it's just mediocre. Mm-hmm. And so it's this weird, I don't think we've had one of these movies yet where it's like, it's just not bad enough to be right. Uh, so go see it <laughs> because it's right, not yeah. bad enough to be bad. And it's certainly not exceptionally bad. So I would say, so I, you know, Bob Roberts, PhD right. master of all weed. Um, <laughs> he stated early on right. that he was going to give these two kids D's. Yeah. And Vince was super excited. He's like, I'll take it. And I think that's kind of where this movie yes, falls. That's right. It's not like an F minus minus. <laughs> no, no. To where it rolls around to A plus plus. You just barely passed. It's just like you just. You get to graduate. You're just barely not flunking. Right. You know? And so I think that's why I'm struggling. Yeah. So I would label this. Uh, like if I. If my only choices are exceptionally bad and bad, I would say exceptionally bad simply because I think people should watch it. Mm. But I don't think it's actually exceptionally bad. I just don't think it's bad. I'm going to amend mine. Okay. And I'm going to spin off a new podcast okay. called Exceptionally Meh. <laughs> <laughs> exceptionally <laughs> Mediocre. Exceptionally <laughs> Mediocre. I'll go with that one too. Yeah. <laughs> so I say go watch it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, a re- it's a recommend, I guess. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's a recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah watch it wouldn't, it. wouldn't it doesn't get the st- the silver star of exceptionally bad. Yes. And I love that our listener that a listener recommended this to us yes. because I mean this is a thing Never that I'm glad it. that we've seen it now. Yeah. Uh and I would watch it again. Yeah. And uh I never would have known about it otherwise. Yeah. 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 So, no idea. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no idea. I enjoyed watching it. I would not watch it again. That's yeah. But Fair this enough. this movie grossed four point uh, twelve million dollars. Uh, it had uh, one point five million on its opening weekend, and it really had like a two week run. That's right, only two weeks. Yeah, it I, was. I, I still feel like I think it was just in the bad pocket. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it all, it all again. Also, it was just meh. So, but like, it was up against some serious competition. Uh-huh. And like, what was it? Two, three weeks after Back to the Future. Right? right, like everybody's talking about Back to the Future. Everybody's talking about, you know, weird science, weird science, whatever. And then this show that's kind of like all of those is right. just like. So, uh, I in the interview with the director, they were talking to him about this, and uh, you know how weird science came out one week before, and he talked about how they asked him about that. Did you ever consider weird science is coming out the same? Or basically a week after, a week apart. Did you ever think about changing the name of your thing, My Science Project and Weird Science? 
And he said it was the kind of thing where both studios knew about each other's films. You know, the studios announced their release dates well in advance. And so they both knew that they were both coming out that weekend or that week in that time period. Um, and both studios were like, oh, we're not going to change our name. They'll change it, you know? And it's like they were playing a game of chicken, and at the end, nobody changed it. And uh, Weird Science won. Weird, weird Science <laughs> won, but it, part of their, I mean, at least, whatever, $4 million of, the, right. <laughs> you know, they, they kind of cannibalized each other a little bit. Like, mm. they both would have profited better if one had changed their name or if they had spread each other out. Yeah. Uh, their release dates out a little bit. Hmm. Something so like they played that. chicken and both lost. And both lost. <laughs> yes. Though Weird Science won, really. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, yes. We all remember Weird Science. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. And if it hadn't been for Mike, we wouldn't even know about this one. That's yeah. true. So thanks and thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Mike. <laughs> Please continue to listen. <laughs> thanks for listening. If you want to give us your feedback or uh, your suggestions on a movie, you can send us an email at the guys at exceptionally bad.com. Yep. You can also follow us on Instagram at, uh, at exceptionally bad. Uh, feel free to comment. Uh, we just put funny stuff on there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd love for that to be more interactive. People want to like comment. We'll, we're talking it's a about great you. way to talk to us in a quick kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, as we're recording, like if there's some element of filmmaking that you guys are interested in us talking about, like let us know. Yeah. I mean, that will probably fall to Bracken, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll make completely uninformed jokes about all of it. And Bracken will educate us. <laughs> if you need me to Nate explain something I don't understand, I'm happy to. <laughs> Please don't ask me what an orchestrator is, but if you do know, let us know. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks right. a lot. Stay Bye. in school. Bad movies with your friends. Bad movies with your friends. Oh, yeah. Ugh, that was terrible. Can we fix that in post?